Hey, it's Demi and welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Crisis Podcast. And this chat is going to be really brilliant for anyone who feels as though they are on the fence right now when it comes to making a decision in their lives, in particular, a business or career decision. I chat with Oyinkro, who is a founder and creative director. We talk about his decision to quit his job mid-pandemic. Despite him never having any real aspirations to run his own business, we talk through how he came to that conclusion and also his career path to get to where he is right now. Oyinko has a really interesting story and has tried a lot of different things. His approach to life has been to say yes to a lot of different opportunities and just letting his curiosity lead him. It has done really well for him. And we talk about the ups and downs of making this decision. It's a really brilliant episode and Oyinko is such a beautiful person. He is so giving and full of life. So I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. And be sure to do this week's challenge. Let me know how you go. Let Oyinkra know how you go. Push yourself out of your comfort zone because it is a brilliant challenge to do. Without any further ado, let me jump straight into my conversation with Oyinkra Kagbala. Episode 48 of the podcast, Why Any Decision is Better Than Indecision. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I am so excited for everybody to get to know who you are and for some awesome wisdom to be shared today. So if you could answer three basic, basic questions for me and introduce yourself to the listeners, that would be amazing. Those questions are, what is your name, age, and what do you do? Oh, okay. So name is Oyinkro Kagbala, or just O for short. Most people call me O. Uh, my age, I am 23, 24 this year. And what I what I do, I'm a creative director and I own my own video agency. I didn't know you were turning 24. For some reason, I had in my mind that you were 26. I don't know why. <laughs> why? No, yeah. I get mixed. I get mixed. Uh, it's the beard, I think. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm super excited to get you on because you've had uh, definitely a roller coaster ride over the past 12 months. And then your trajectory of how you got to where you are is a super interesting story as well. So I would love to dive straight into that. Do you get stuck on titles? Your title is creative director, but what mm-hmm. does that mean to you? And I guess, what does that entail? What it means to me is being able to help other people create content. Um, and, you know, it's easy to create content for yourself. You know, you understand your business, you understand, uh, you know, who you are as a person, you understand, you know, your personality and your characteristics. But when it comes to then, helping somebody else do that for themselves I think that's where the skill lies um and it's, it's not always an easy thing you know because everybody's different and getting to know someone in a really short period of time to then allow them to to produce content that's that's outside of their comfort zone that's pushing the needle that's fun to watch but also true to them um that's what you know creative creative directing is all about so 
people were clients I've worked with they always refer to it as you know we just want a bit of your creative flair <laughs> on on our projects and it's one of those things where like I said yeah I'm not you know I know the term credit director covers a range of different things it can cover a lot of things right but I think I I put that versus just videographer because you know I'm not just a videographer I, I take photos too and I don't just you know sign up to a project and press record and record a video for a client there's a lot more involved you know pre-shoot there's a lot involved on the set there's a lot involved post-production so that's yeah that's the reason why I've I've, I've I guess I've turned myself uh, creative director but also um, yeah and that's what it means to me really just helping people find their inner creative um, and helping them you know do that before during and after production. From your perspective do you think that looking at other people online and and being able to see other creative directors and stuff does that ever do you find you fall into that comparison trap a bit oh deep dark questions as well (laughs) um yeah I think yeah all the time um I think that's something that I've I've always been quite good I think over the you know um when it comes to just not comparing myself to others and kind of just staying in my own lane um you know from from a young age kind of just course everybody does it but I think I've always been quite good at keeping it at a balanced level so it doesn't like affect my overall confidence right um but I think since a lot of changes have taken place in my life over the past like year to two years um and those changes yeah I've definitely those feelings have come up a lot more so you know than ever um and I think now I'm probably being tested you know on how I sh- how I deal with those feelings um so yeah as I've now gone full-time in my business as I'm now working for myself as I'm not doing something that I didn't necessarily train in um when it comes to that comparison I'm yeah unfortunately I am comparing but I'm always trying to remind myself that you know there's don't compare there's no need to compare and a, a great friend uh, a mentor of mine he just says to me that um he's like just focus on what you're doing focus on your own lane um, because you're doing the, you're doing things differently and your growth will be different so there's no point comparing you know and also another thing as well with social media you only see like a percentage like a sliver of people's lives and the success that they have um so it's 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 not worth it. true say they, they may have all the success in the world but there's no point you I guess getting caught up on that and then it affecting your own performance um, so yeah, that's something I have to remind myself of because there's so many with video videography. There's so much. It's a saturated market. There's a lot of people who call themselves videographers or photographers or content creators, um, and it's fine. Like you know, everybody can do that. But I think there are some awesome people out there, um, and there's some um, yeah, just who have great businesses or who are just great content creators. And it's very easy to be like, ah, oh, I wish my video looked like that, or I wish I could tell a story like that, or I wish I did this like this, etc. Or how does this guy grow? You know, how, why is he growing so fast? Um, and yeah, I catch myself doing that sometimes, and I'm like, why am I doing that? So definitely, like, I, with that whole comparison thing, that's something I'm I'm still like navigating through and learning how to just keep at a minimum. So yeah, yeah, I I don't know if we're ever gonna be able to. I hope that one day I can get out of that myself, <laughs> but I don't know if that'll, it'll ever end. And I'm mm. sure if it wasn't social media, we'd just be comparing ourselves to the person next door or the person yeah, in yeah. the office space we're mm-hmm. renting out or whatever it is. Um, but you mentioned that you, you've always been quite sure of yourself and kind of confident in the decisions you make and stuff like that. And I find myself as well, like as you get older, it gets harder to make those bolder choices that you did or to trust that stuff because we start thinking 
maybe a little more than we did about everything it affects and stuff like that. So, and you've got a super interesting story of how you got to where you are and I guess really trusting your gut and going with some of those bolder decisions throughout um, your, like your career journey, I guess. So Mm -hmm. did you want to share a little bit about how it all started for you and more importantly, I guess, where you started and how you got into the creative director space? Yeah. So I started, wow, I started, I've always been into create like anything creative. So I've always loved photography, always loved photography, anything like arts related, music related. Um, But it was more of just a, you know, as always, just a hobby, something we did as fun. Um, And I think I got my first camera from my uh, granddad, technically. So my granddad gave a, my dad took my camera from my granddad um, he brought it home. Um, he didn't use it. Um, and then I decided to pick it up and just start using it. So that's actually how I got into, I guess, photography itself. Um, and it was just kind of a very much trial and error thing. Took photos. Oh, that doesn't look great. Let's, let's change this. <laughs> that doesn't look great. Okay. That looks a little bit better. Um, and, and that's kind of how I learned how to, you know, take photos. There was no, I guess, formal course as it were, um, especially at the start. Um, and then when I went to school, um, I wanted to be a physiotherapist. So I, I started off, um, everything I did was, was very much directed to doing something that I enjoyed. So I was like, I like music and I like sports. I was like, probably going to be able to do something more in sports than I have in music. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to be the next MJ. So <laughs> let's, let's just go down the sports route. And over time, yeah, at high school, like I said, I studied PE, at college, I did sports science. And then at uni, I studied sports science. And it was all to become like a sports physiotherapist. Second year, I think of, of uni, I was like, actually, uh, sports, you know, sports physio is a little bit of a, it's not really for me. I done a bunch of work experience and it was just a bunch of, bunch more years I had to, I had to do in order to kind of specialize in that field. And I just wasn't down to spend more time in education or at uni than I already had. And yeah, I did a lot of extracurriculum stuff. So um, while I was at uni, just to pad out the CV, you know, to get the most out of university, as they say. Um, and I ended up meeting the head of marketing at the time for our university. She was helping us launch um, like a campaign for our, our laboratory. So I started getting into like the research side of things. And I really liked, I did my thesis in biomechanics. So I really like biomechanics. And when I met this woman, she was just telling me how, how about her background and how she never, she didn't study marketing. She didn't have a marketing degree. But she did, you know, some later courses down the line. And anyways, now she's a marketing manager. Um, and yeah, it was just great because I was able to get involved in the actual campaign itself. So I was able to take some photos. I was able to, um, you know, help with just the general marketing of the whole the whole campaign. And it gave me just a glimpse into marketing. It was creative. Um, it, it allowed me to use my my skills of, as a photographer, um, you know, and there was it was data driven. It was people driven. So it kind of ticked all the boxes. And I was like, this is, you know, a nice field. So from that, when I left uni, of course, I applied for a bunch of research jobs. And, you know, one of the weeks when I was applying, I got two interviews. One of them was for research. One of them was for marketing. And I went down the marketing route. And I could have gone either way. But that was the biggest decision that kind of, I guess, put me on the journey that I'm on now. Pretty much, I worked at an agency for two years. While I was at the agency, just before, sorry, I started a business with my friend. That business was called Study Fast, where we taught people how to remember more, read faster, all that stuff. It's still going, it's still running. We did online courses, workshops, traveled to the States with that business, which is the first time for me in the States. Went to San Fran and went to New York. Um, and I picked up um, a, a camera. And then I brought a camera from my friend to film. That was the first time I'd ever done any video. So prior to that, I literally only 
done photography shoots, you know, a few portrait shoots, a few weddings here and there. Um, but the first time I actually had done a video was was when I was with him. We I vlogged the whole time around there, took videos and stuff, and I was like, this is awesome. Like, I've been paid to come out here and create content for Study Fast. Because uh, at the time I was like head of marketing. I was co-founder of the business, but I, I looked after like the, the marketing side of things. Um, and yeah, I was like, I've paid to come out to the States to, to, to film, to take photos and X, Y, Z. And I was like, I want to do this. Like, I want to do something like this. And I've never been one to, you know, I never said I wanted to start a business, never wanted to do anything. You know, I thought I was going to have a, a nine five job and just, you know, just calm, right? Everything's chill. Um, and yeah, like in the end, of course, you know, and I work for myself. If you asked me a couple of years ago, I would have never thought of that. So when I, all of the decisions that took place, all of the things that just kind of naturally occurred, um, especially, you know, me starting a business with my friend and then me traveling, I was able to, it was what really kickstarted the whole, this is, this is what I want to do. And when I came back from the States, I decided to, you know, think of a brand name, you know, get my brand, brand deck together and everything else. And, and it didn't really mean anything at the start. It was, you know, as you know, you can't, creating a business doesn't mean creating a logo and creating an Instagram page. And yes, you've got a business. It's one of those people where, think that. <laughs> yeah, yeah some, yeah. some, some people do, some people do. At the start, it didn't mean anything. At the start, it was just, I guess, the foundation. I didn't know where I was going to go. Didn't know what to expect. I just was like, let's just see, you know, where it takes me. That was kind of the start of my business, Chaos Visuals. And that's kind of just what happened. It's a wild story that you started in physiotherapy. And I remember when we, we chatted pre this and you were saying how like, you were pretty sure that like that was it and that's what you wanted to get mm. into. And I guess it's it's what happens to a lot of people and especially some of the listeners that are on now. Like majority of my listeners are in their 20s and they get to a point in their careers where they had that moment maybe early on like you did when you mm. started referring to marketing being like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. And now they're getting into their later 20s or their early 30s and they're like, I no longer have that spark or desire and it feels mm -hmm. too late to switch or too hard to switch and stuff like that and I know you got to do that early on but does that ever worry you that while while you're in it now that things will switch up as well or that in a few years you won't have that same love that like you did with the physio stuff to start with i know i hit you with a really hard question but i'm just thinking old. about it yeah <laughs> no no um well i guess you know there's two answers one answer is that you know you never you're never too old to anything right you know you yeah. could, i could be 40 and i'm like yeah let's try something different right but i guess uh, there's there's an equation right about a while back i can't remember what it is but my dad was telling me there's an there's like a risk equation when it comes to decisions that you make i think it's talking about it's more referred to investment like how much money you uh -huh. can invest in something but i think it applies to like anything pretty much right about how much of a risk it is to do certain things and it's something to do with like your age and and x y and z and long story short the the result is like the younger you are the less risk there is in doing things right mm. um because you know you can get yourself set up again you can get yourself sorted you know you can decide to start a business it flops and then like, oh, okay cool you can start something else or get a job elsewhere but like when yeah. you're older and you have family and there's more at risk i guess you know things like that are a little bit harder so i guess yeah probably you know i could change my mind down the line and be like ah, this wasn't for me i changed direction you know i doubt it will be a complete u-turn I, I you know i doubt it'll be a completely different field it may be within a different area, within the creative space. 
you know, it's, it's unlikely, I think, based on what I'm doing now, based on what I, I know I like and enjoy and, and how I'm growing the business. I think, it's you know, this is something I'm, I'm going to be in for the long run, I hope. But but yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you, you're, you can always change your mind. And it doesn't mean that once you've decided to do something that's set in stone for the rest of your life. Like, I think with uni and education, everybody thinks that if you study this or you do X, Y, and Z, that's what you have to do. Um, and there's no getting out of it. And, and it can be hard because, you know, there's two minds. You have that one that one half of you that's like, I've paid money to go to school. I've invested all this time and energy and X, Y, Z to do well. And then in the end, I haven't necessarily used it all. I think for some courses, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. Like if I went to, to be, if I went and studied medicine, right, for example, and, you know, and I decided to do this afterwards, fair enough. Like it's, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's, yeah, yeah that that's different, right? That That's a lot of work. <laughs> and and naturally you would, you would kind of think, all right, cool. Yeah, I would go down that route. Because if you're going to invest all of that time anyways, you most likely, your heart's probably already in it. Um, but with with other courses or in general, just with anything, I think that um, you, you have to look at it from a way of what did I learn? So for me, I learned how to, to manage time. I learned how to, you know, how to, I guess, work ethic. Not that I didn't have it before, but I just think going to uni definitely, yeah, just taught me just, you know, from the all-nighters to the, to the waking up early, to the multiple, managing multiple, you know, bits of course, coursework, if that makes sense, or projects. So things like that, it definitely set me up with, with what I'm doing now. Not that I wouldn't have got here without that, but I just think um, it just helps with the process. So when I talk about uni, I never talk about it in a way where it's like, it was a waste of time. I think if I didn't go to uni, I may have never met that woman. I may have never got applied for marketing jobs. Um, you know, I could be in a, you know, I could be doing something completely different right now. So for me, I'm like, me going it was still very beneficial even though I'm not necessarily using what I studied so um, yeah you know an answer to a question is sure and um, something's up yes you can change your mind and it's never too late so no you said something really interesting there which was about even if you did shift your mind it'd probably just be somewhere else within the creative industry which says a lot about our world today and is something that I talk about quite a bit in, in saying that we just because like the shift before was like, oh, you didn't like working in this desk job. You've got to mm-hmm. quit and go do something else. However, now like industries, you can shift quite laterally within them as well. And it's a mm-hmm. lot easier to move around. And like you said, I'm, I mean, I've seen a lot of huge creators that have gone from like, if you look at, do you follow like Matt Devella? And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's gone <laughs> from like, the, the filmmaking stuff and now he's moving into like courses and creating like a online business, which is sure he's still doing the other stuff as well. And it comes into mm-hmm. the mix, but he's mm-hmm. shifting into another space, which I think is really interesting. Um, he's, he's, moved, he's moved to Australia. I swear he's yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. in Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, exactly. Like who knows? You might shift around the other side of the world. You yeah, don't know what's going to happen. Just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I could hunt him down to get him on that. I think that's what I, I know. I put you on the spot there, but I was curious to see what your I guess perspective was on that and your advice and I think I think it's awesome because I agree I don't although I don't use my uni degree and I did a commerce marketing degree Mm. I I've never used any of the knowledge from that and I actually graduated with a fail so I graduated with like a 40 percent so it wasn't even a pass and I still work in marketing. It's not a thing. Like it didn't really matter. Um, but yeah, I learned everything on the job and it's not a, it's not a wasted period of time. It's just another learning 
curve and it's the same as yeah. if you're in the workplace right now because I know a lot of people listening feel that way because they've been in the workplace for another two years and they're like oh mm. but I've already invested more time and more time and mm-hmm. yeah it's never you just got to look at it from the learning perspective hey no better time to start than now exactly exactly so tell me about your decision to quit your job during a pandemic because you also didn't hate the job did you it was a from yeah right yeah I really uh, yeah it was was a great company great company culture great people uh met incredible I learned a lot there um yeah, it was like, for example, like to give you perspective of the company itself, like when I applied for the job, I applied for a PPC job. So like, um, um, yeah, just Google ads and stuff, which I had no experience in, completely blagged my way through the interview. Um, and the reason I got the job was just because they liked me. Um, it was, I didn't actually get, and the thing is I didn't get that job. <laughs> they just made a completely new job, a completely different job, I love that. Um, which was just like an amalgamation of, if that's even the word, of, of things. Um, within the company between across two teams Uh, and I moved around quite a bit within the company but anyways the last role I had was like a marketing exec slash videographer and I helped the agency side of things and you know what we worked like fashion e-commerce and stuff and so yeah it was a great great job great gig Um, was didn't feel very it wasn't corporate even though it was it just didn't feel like that the way that they built the business Um, and yeah just Cambridge um, Cambridge based which was awesome Um, so when I quit it was a really hard decision to make because, um, you know, I wasn't unhappy. You know, I knew I wasn't going to be there forever. You know, let's be real. I wasn't planning to be there, until, you know, for the next 10 years. But um, I knew the day would come eventually. But I just didn't think it would be to leave for my own thing. Like, you know, when you say, oh, I've got a business, I've got a side hustle. And it's just nice because it's just an extra side. It's an extra bit of income. Like, it's just that, that cherry on top at the end of the month if you do a few projects here and there. That's kind of how I always thought my business was going to be and I thought to myself like I'm going to eventually have to probably give up the side hustle because you know it's a lot of effort and it's one of those where I only can keep doing that amount of work pretty much on the side all the time you know in my free time you know for so long as it were because I had no intentions like I said you know you said like yep I'm gonna quit my job but deep down I was kind of like "Mm, unlikely (laughs) (laughs) Um, so so yeah when it came about it was really difficult to make because I was put on furlough. I don't know if you guys had furlough. And uh, we don't have furlough here. Literally, all it is is just that um, the government paid eighty percent of your salary. Of your salary, um, yeah. And you're not allowed to work, right? Like you're not allowed to work. Um, no, no, yeah. No. During, during the first weeks of furlough, as anybody would do, I just caught up on my Netflix, <laughs> and then and slept, and just took some time off of social media when it comes to just posting. But yeah, then I went. I really went in on the whole posting social media, and that really skyrocketed the business. So I was, I was posting on LinkedIn like daily, a lot of videos. I really just took a completely different approach to how I produce content and, and filmed and everything else. And then, yeah, at the end of the four months, as you can imagine, a lot of conversations started taking place. And then the dreaded question was, hey, like I was living in dreamland. I was getting paid to pretty much create my own content, not really yeah. worrying about clients so much. <laughs> and then, yeah, of course, the end of that, they were like, hey, we want you to come back. But it was, it, was, it was bittersweet because they were like, we want you to come back, but it's not to the job that you had before. Like your job is not, is, is kind of like not really needed. Mm-hmm. Um, we've survived kind of without it. And I was like, all right, fair enough. Um, and they were like, so we either make you redundant um, or we give you another job because, you know, this is, they promised that I have a job for me when I came back. And, and that's the, the type of company that they are. 
I know like we have this different job within a different department that really, really needs kind of the support. And it was kind of like one of the first jobs I had when I arrived at the business. And it was, it's a great job, great development, same pay. Everything was the same. It wasn't like it was like they were undercutting me. It was just a different team, everything. And um, yeah, it was just difficult because I was like, going back to that role would have been for me like a step backwards. Because the, 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 I guess my last role that I had when I applied for it internally, it was like a step closer to what I wanted to achieve. It was more content based. It was more social media based. And it was like, a, it was closer to what I was trying to achieve. Whereas this role was very, very different. So it would have been, I, I was in two minds because I was like, it's a bit of a step backwards. It's a bit, you know, if I do this and I invest, I may not ever be able to get myself out of it, if that makes sense, because I'm going to be stable, I'm going to be comfortable. Mm. And I'd have been used to now working for my, I now, you know, tasted what working for myself felt like waking up in the morning filling out my calendar you know to-do lists and this that and the other um so yeah I had like four days to decide it was really, it was really difficult um so I talked to my family um and I just gave it a lot of thought I spoke to my boss um as my boss and as my friend he gave me the the the, the answer he was supposed to give me and then he gave me the answer of what you know he felt I should do type of thing but he never told me as in like you should do x y z he just said that he just gave me some things to think about so in the end of course I I quit my I left and that was the decision I came to and it was a scary decision like I had a lot of mixed emotions about whether it was the right time or not um but I think what did it was in the end when I was speaking to my dad he said to me um he goes you know gives great advice it was like either way whatever you do um nothing not either is a bad decision and he, another thing he said is none of them are stable he was like if you go to your full-time job that doesn't guarantee stability you may have a nine five he says but they could just, as much as nice as they are, they could just cut you one day and be like, yeah, sorry, times are tough. The, you know, pandemic has hit the business hard. We have to let people go. Alternatively, same thing had happened to me working for myself. He's just like, I could get no clients. He's like, so either way, he was like, it doesn't, none of them guarantee, guarantee stability. So it just comes down to the reasons that you want to do it. So the why, um, and it also comes down to what you enjoy and what you would rather be doing. Right. And, and that was what helped me decide overall. I was like, all right, cool. Like, true like that you know they could just let me go one day and during this pandemic because nothing is stable at the same time I can I can't get any client I may not get any clients which means it came down to what would I prefer to do <laughs> with my time and that was a really you know that helped me make that decision and and yeah hand in my resignation and they asked me like once or twice like, are you sure <laughs> I was like, yeah I'm sure I'm sure and um yeah they were sad to see me go and I was really sad to leave too and you know I wasn't able to see them all like you would in a normal office where you can have like a leaving party and everything else but um it was you know it was still good I was still really happy from what I learned while I was there I made the decision and we're here five months down the line so amazing and and congrats on that because I know in the especially in the middle of a pandemic it wouldn't have been an easy decision to make at all and it's interesting that you say that you had never seen yourself having your own business Mm -hmm. yet the pandemic kind of gave you the opportunity to experience what it was and I guess it kind of showcases the importance of trying as many things as you can which it sounds like you've done a lot of Mm. yeah so I guess yeah what would your what would your kind of yeah what has that dipping your toe into a lot of different waters done for you and and how would you would you recommend that to other people or and and how did that kind of take shape because it sounds like even at your uni time you were always taking on different things or trying lots of different things and 
ticking things off your list and also crossing them off like yeah yeah I've never really thought about it like that before I guess I think because at the time you know when you do things as a kid it's it's just like you know it's just because you know it's it's good to do but it's true I guess you know when I look at what I have done when it comes to just experience as it were I yeah I have dipped my you know with within uh, within a, a sector I guess um I've dipped my toes in a few things and I think the reason being was just because yeah it wasn't necessarily to figure out what I wanted to do it was more so just because I was like the more I have on my CV <laughs> the more the more appealing I'll be to, to someone trying to employ me right because yeah high school I, I did I got like average grades you know see a couple handful of mostly C's handful of B's nothing crazy um, and I was super disappointed with myself. I was just like, because I didn't try. That's this is the thing. Like, I'm not a genius, you know. I, I didn't, but I know when I try. I know when yeah, I actually yeah, work yeah, hard yeah. to do something, right? And for me, I was like, oh, high school didn't try. But that was that was the drive that took me right through college, right through uni. And at college, smashed it. Uni, smashed it, right? And I just did everything. I did the most. So I wasn't the top of the class, but I I finished with the first. I I put in the effort, put in the hours, and I did everything they said to do they were like hey you know if you want to do this in x y z you know you should get involved in this project cool i did it if you wanted to you know do x y z i did it and it wasn't because yeah it wasn't because i was trying to to be the best in class because like i said i wasn't um i I just surrounded myself with people who who were the best in the class and who were geniuses (laughs) and and they kind of helped me they just kept me going as it were like you know if i didn't get stuff they were there to kind of support and that mindset that drive and the people I had around definitely had an impact on just trying things because I was like, I don't want to be left out. I was like, oh, well, he's <laughs> he's just gone and got like work experience here. I'm going to do the same thing. You know, I'm going to uh, apply for a X, Y, Z and see if I can do that. And also just as well. And I think I said that I said this to, to Kyle the other day. I was like, I think I winged a lot of the stuff in my life. Like, I don't <laughs> I think I think I've just managed to sliver my way through things um, with a smile and just, you know, just like, oh, yeah, you know, da, da, da. And I think it's only now I'm realizing I actually need to figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm like, let me actually try and learn stuff rather than just like make them sliver my way through things. So yeah, I think when it comes to just trying stuff, if the opportunity is there, especially if it's free, just take it because, you know, you may not know what benefit it will have to your life at the moment of time. Like half the stuff I did, I hadn't, you know, no clue, right? But it does give you an idea of what you like and don't like, you know? So for me, me working within the PPC space wasn't for me. I was like, it's I, you have to have a certain mindset to be able to sit there and write incredible Google ads for businesses that they love, right? That's that's not for me. Um, it's, it's no, it's not for me. I can't do that. But at the same time, I realized, all right, cool. I like I like you know doing this. I like you know telling stories. I like making people laugh and smile and stuff like this. And over time, you get to figure out what you enjoy, what you like. Um, so yeah, if there's anything out there that's free right now within your life whether that be at work or whether that even if it's not free but just at work or where at uni and they're offering it to you just just take the opportunity because in a couple of years time that could be the thing that you know that you love and enjoy and you're, you're doing so yeah or another thing to cross off the list and say yes. move one step closer to move it, on. Right. yes yeah exactly, exactly. no that's amazing and you said something which I can catch myself saying and I hear a lot of other people saying as well is that it's almost like this idea of like, yeah, I just got lucky or I just kind of shit talked my way through it or, you know, whatever it is that you did. And I think, you know, it almost, although you're not, but you can, we can start like discrediting 
what got us to where we are and what what yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. like to me was that you utilize your strength which is obviously your personality you can speak like all of that kind of stuff and you surrounded yourself by a community of people that you knew you could learn from and that would push you in certain ways mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. i like our two biggest values at the millennial crisis is conversation and community so like i think mm-hmm. they're so powerful you, you see communities like really build huge mm. empires and and change the world and then you see communities that can also do a lot of terrible things because they create mm. that sense of um you know tight knitness um in things mm. and it sounds like the community and the people that you had surrounded yourself with almost forced you to build these habits that you're obviously utilizing really well now which is that kind of self-discipline thing being able to get up in the morning and and do what you do on your own you know it's hard (laughs) it's so hard to do and I don't think it's perfect ever but but it is it's so hard to do Mm -hmm. and it sounds to me that it was it was a slow transition to get there but I think Mm -hmm. it's so important to highlight because we think that the like people are just born like this or those things happen overnight when in reality there's a lot of different factors that come into getting us to where we are now how do you deal with working on your own and like building these habits or yeah getting yourself into this routine or just getting yourself to do something I think that's that's the hardest part to start things Mm. right and I wonder if you're super passionate about it if that comes easier to you now Mm. um I think to do things for me or like habits you know I have this ideal version of myself that I would like to be like we all do right we have this you know waking up at this time exercising this many times a week eating this much food um but yeah I think I think as I'm working for myself I'm be- I'm definitely more passionate about it about being I guess quote-unquote the best version of myself because you know I was speaking to my mentor the, my old boss uh, we always speak still and I, I was like I was really overwhelmed a couple of weeks a couple months ago and I was freaked out I was like what am I doing I was just like I have no clue what I'm doing I was like, I've literally got here by fluke. I was like, because I basically, I haven't done any outreach and I haven't got an outreach strategy, you know, soon come pending. But um, but I was freaked out because nothing had come in. And I was just like, what do I do? <laughs> I was like, what do I do in this situation? And I was a little bit worried. And there was just a bunch of stuff that, that I had to do and I still have to do. And it got a little bit overwhelming. And the reason I'm saying this is because he said to me, he was like, how's your sleep? He was like, how's your time with your wife? He was just like, you know, how are you exercising? He was like, how are you, right? And the reason he asked me that was because he was just like, before any of the other stuff, he was like, within your strategy, he was like, the first thing should be the best version of you, right? Mm. And that's important because that then has an effect on everything I do within my life from business to personal. So when it comes to doing stuff, um, having the drive to do stuff, I think those fundamentals, you know, like sleep exercise and having time to wind down and time for yourself are super important I still struggle like you know what I don't always have the motivation to to just do things or you know be as, uh, I guess what's the word I'm looking for be as efficient as I want to be um I procrastinate still a lot um you know I, I wake up in the morning early but I don't start my day probably until like an hour or two later because I haven't actually I'm not I'm just I don't get up and like boom yeah let's do this yeah. it. and I'm still and that's like the biggest thing I'm trying to work on right now when it comes to just I want to be efficient, but if I'm going to wake up early, I want to start straight away. I don't want to take like an hour and a half to get into my day, two hours. Next thing I know, I'm like, I may as well just start on my day when I usually do, right? So 
I'm still, you know, I'm still fine tuning, still working on it, having full transparency. I have not got it down at all. But I think it's just when you're doing it for yourself, there's a lot more reason um, to, to be efficient because you're, you're wearing all the hats. You know, you can't afford to, to not do things, right? I can't afford to not, for example, fill out decks or send emails or follow up. So I can't afford to not create content or I can't afford to, to miss things that are crucial to the business because otherwise it will have an impact on the thing because it's my own thing. Um, there's a lot more drive there, for example, to, to do those things. Um, so yeah, I've definitely, I definitely haven't got it down to a T, um, but that's definitely the first thing, just kind of just, just taking it as it comes and being realistic with myself about what I can do. Um, and just kind of ticking one thing off at a time when it comes to improving things. And the second bit, bit of advice, I guess, is just having people around you that are doing it well already, um, or they're in the same journey as you, because it, one, it holds you accountable. And two, it kind of gives you that form of motivation to, all right, cool. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep keep I'm going to keep trying to do this because you know they're, they're doing the same thing or they've given me that support or that or that advice um so yeah that's definitely helpful as well people who have done it or are doing it um and just seeing that yeah we're all in the same boat so we may as well just kind of do it together as you mentioned about community and conversation so yeah yeah the people around you and and having that even like like you mentioned you have those times where you're like, oh shit, what am I doing? <laughs> How do I, what's the next thing? And it's funny when you are working for yourself, there's a lot of those things. You finally feel you've got everything together and you know what you're mm-hmm. doing. And then something else slaps you in the face and you're like, oh, you want, <laughs> now I've got to learn this too. Yeah. And so it's incredible that you've got people around you that you can seek that support from as well. And I'm also glad to hear that I'm not the only person that, sometimes wakes up and smashes things and then the next day says I'm going to wake up at that same time and then procrastinates for three hours until I start Mm -hmm. getting stuff done and I'm like that extra sleep would have been really useful for me yeah exactly yeah yeah Yeah. what's your yeah go go now I was going to just say sorry like on on that point I finally my good friend of mine said to me um and it actually makes so much sense and it comes down to about looking after yourself it was like the reason why we procrastinate so much when it comes to is because our body wants to wind down. And if we haven't had that time to wind down, we procrastinate. So for example, if you've had a long day, you finish like at 8 p.m. and then or what, and your brain is sort of just, you know, on overtime, and then you wake up early the next day because you want to be productive, right? Or catch up on yourself. You haven't had time to like completely switch off. So when it comes to doing things that you don't necessarily love, you're reluctant because, you know, you'd rather spend more time scrolling on Instagram or, or you know, whatever it may be, because you haven't had that time to wind down and rest. Mm-hmm. So again, it just full circle of why it's so important to just kind of really keep on top of those fundamentals. So yeah, sorry, I just wanted to add to that. No, yeah. And you're spot on. I'm really glad you you said something before about like being your best self first, which mm-hmm. just is is shown through and through especially I think you figure that out more when you are working for yourself because you're forced to, whereas sometimes in the office, you know, I just need to get this stuff done or whatever it is. (laughs) And then you can, you're allowed to switch off where there's more incentive to be that best version when you are doing everything. Cause you're like, I know that I could do two hours of work in, you know, one hour because Mm -hmm. I'm now performing at a higher level. And I, I heard something Um, recently about how like laziness is like a symptom and it's pretty much what you kind of just explained there like any time I'm feeling lazy or I'm procrastinating or something like that it's just I'm trying to switch it in my mind as like it's a sign that I didn't rest properly or I exerted myself too much in another way 
instead of going into that cycle that a lot of us can get into it in like what's wrong with me why aren't I doing this what's wrong like you know I suck all of that kind of stuff like everyone else seems to be doing it why can't I (laughs) and and getting into that because do you get when you're not I guess when you have that idea of who that ideal self is and your highest performing self is if you're not getting to that point quick enough or if you're not performing at that level all the time, do you mm-hmm. find it's a battle with yourself or you can be hard yeah, on yourself 100%. in that way? Yeah, 100%. It can be difficult. And I think I have weeks where they just suck. And at the end of it, I'm just like, I'm just like, ah, oh, yeah, life, life isn't great. <laughs> and, I, and, you know, you can feel very sorry for yourself and, and everything becomes difficult. Um, and you know all your worries and anxieties come back you know tenfold as it were I'm saying 100 I can be very and I think you know I've been trying to I have I've been I've, again I've sucked at this for the past like two weeks um, but I've been trying to do this like this performance planner that um, Kai got me in, and it was like it's, it's very short and sweet it's for 60 days to develop good habits and anyways what I'm really enjoying is that is the morning the morning journal has some questions that ask you and, um, and one of the things I always put down is to be balanced um, with myself because I can be very, I want to say balance, unrealistic, balance and realistic, because, you know, we, as you said, we assume as we have this expectation of, of what we want to be, and then we don't do that, um, we can be very hard on ourselves, and everything's at like the end of the world, I wanted to do five videos today, I only did two, for goodness sakes, right, <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. rather than focusing what you did do, right, and, and that's why, you know, it's easier said than done, I'm saying this right now, but when it comes to it, it's something that I have to work on, I'm sure a lot of people have to work on when it comes to just being balanced with, with yourself, and not yeah, not getting so caught up on, as you said, not being your best version, because there are times when, yeah, your body just needs to rest or, or you got something more important done and that's what's important. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. My intention for 2021 was balance, (laughs) balance and exploration. I now don't do goals. I do intentions for my years because I think goals, mess with my mind too much and I'm like, I like I that, need actually, to yeah, <laughs> yeah I no like um yeah it, it's working well for me so far I still get caught up in all the other stuff as well but <laughs> don't worry somehow it always creeps its way back in like you were saying you know I can say all this stuff but sometimes yeah it just it never happens um no but but that's that's awesome the the other side of things is now that you're working for yourself what does your kind of nine to five look like have you started to figure out when or started to consider like what are your best times you work at what areas Mm. do you work in best like have you have you started to build out I know it's still fresh for you as well but have you started to build out any of those things yeah I think it it depends on it depends on how like rested I am I guess like I do well in the mornings I I am a morning person, but I'm not at the same time, if that makes any sense. No, um, I'm the same. So I get that. Yeah, like I, like, I don't hate mornings. Like I actually do like them, right? But it's it just depends on that previous night <laughs> if I've done too much. Um, but I think, yeah, my nine fives, what they do look like, they're, they're, um, they range. So it could be from creating content for myself um, to like today, I'm going to hopefully, if all goes well, um, film two videos today. Um, so yeah, today I'm going to film two videos. Um, you know, I might have some client calls, for example, some edits that I need to do for myself or for a client. Um, because big, big, the biggest thing is that I've grown my business on content creation. So my friend always said, don't stop doing what, you got, what got you to this place in the first place. 
because uh, it's easily done, right? You, you create content, or you do something, and then you get these clients come in and you're like, ah, oh, yes, I'm set, right? And then when they dry up, you're like, oh, you know, what, what do I do? So I'm trying my hardest to, despite how busy things get, to, to continually create content, post it on LinkedIn, and provide that value. But anyways, yeah, so my, my days, um, it's always content creation, editing, um, you know, trying to organize my business strategy, organize my notion. So everything's, I've got systems in place and workflows and, and that's, that's, a, that's an ongoing process. Um, you know, replying to LinkedIn messages, cause that is hella time consuming. Um, notifications, emails. Um, yeah, just, I guess, standard stuff. Like, I don't like just within the content space. Um, and yeah, and I think definitely what I need to give more attention to is the more of the, of the future planning and the, and the workflows and the system, they're there, but they, they just need to be padded out. And I need to really spend more time just really thinking about them. And yeah, because it would help me, obviously, in, in, in the future. So yeah, that's what my the nine five usually looks like, um, just calls and content creation and, and just admin, I guess, because I got to wear a lot of hats. So yeah. I'm switching all the, all the time. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a funny thing because it's only because it's been something I've been thinking about recently of taking more note of what times I work well in the day. Mm-hmm. And although I have things, a whole bunch of things on my to-do list that they don't have to go in certain times. Like if I've done a lot of work here, then just replying to messages can be mm-hmm. the next task and knowing that that's still pushing you forward to completing things. Yeah. yeah, where it seems yeah. like just a little thing, but all the little things end up um, adding up, hey. Um, but yeah, the the other thing I wanted to ask was about doing for yourself what you do for clients, because not many people do that. And it <laughs> yeah, is yeah. one of my kind of, it's one of the biggest, not biggest pet peeves, because I understand why people don't as well, but it's like practice what you preach, right? How could we ask a client to prioritize this or put effort into this when we're not even doing it for our own business as well? Yeah. So how are you finding, how are you finding balancing that? And, and surely you love it because your videos and your content is they're they're super engaging. They're super fun as well. And you've got to have a bit of fun with them there or are they becoming a bit of a chore now? (laughs) Um no you know that saying where they say agencies are always the worst like the worst marketers like you yes. know I, like the agency yeah. I worked for like we did min- we did marketing but like in my head I was like why don't we do more like we do so much for other clients yeah um, so I was like it's a great question I think chore wise ah sometimes it's getting to a place now where sometimes doing a video is a little bit long I'm just like it's so much effort because honestly filming is it's a lot of effort yeah. um and you don't get me wrong, you can just get your phone out and film. And I always encourage people to do that. But, you know, when you start getting to the, the space where it's just a whole shebang, right? You know, I've got to think about the idea and the scripts and the, and the storyboard and the B-roll. And the, yeah. and then, yeah, the setting up everything. It's the setup. For me, the biggest, <laughs> the, like, the reason I hesitate to start filming is just because I haven't got a massive space. So the space I do have, I can't just leave, every, you know, to be fair, I've got quite a lot out now, but I can't just leave everything out, like have to pack it down just because otherwise all you're going to see in my house is just camera gear everywhere all the time, right? So yeah. I have to pack stuff down. But for me, it's, that's the biggest roadblock when it comes to creating content. I'm always just like, oh, it's going to take me like half an hour to set everything up and then go pack everything down. So it's definitely, sometimes it feels like a chore. There are some videos I'm super excited to do. 
others I'm just like uh, you know I think the idea is a little bit weak but I've got nothing else so I just do it um but it turns out well anyways um so yeah they I always think, do those ones yeah that's true true yeah, they're always, they're always, always, always those ones, and I get so surprising. pissed off at that yeah I'm always like mm, okay surprising um yeah no so I think um when it comes to practicing what you preach I think like you mentioned because of the space I've come from um I try I'm, I'm experimenting so I'm trying my best to because like I said at the start people genuinely do say like hey like oh we want you to come and work with us because we love your creativity like we want to it's not my filming because yeah I can film right but it's not it's not the fact that I can use a camera it's it's the quote-unquote which is objective creativity right so clients are like we love your creativity we want you to add that to what we do and I think I'm learning now how I can take what maybe I don't give too as much thought if that makes sense and mm-hmm. help somebody else do right if that makes sense and I think so I'm now I'm experimenting so I'm now putting things in place where all right cool this is a document that I'm going to fill out for my own video that I you know when it gets to I can share with a client to to do the same or take them through that same process right you know finding about who they are as a person you know their their, their brand values for example or or what their objective of the video certain questions I'll ask them to to help me help them um to get the most out of the content they're producing so yeah I think at the start I just produced content and don't get me wrong I just had an idea did it, didn't give much thought to it. But now a lot more thought is going into the content I produce because I want to take, I'm taking that same workflow, that same system, those same systems to then the clients that I work with. So when I'm speaking to them, it's a lot more structured um, and I know what I'm trying to achieve and I can take that creativity as it were um, and kind of inject it <laughs> into, into what they're doing. So yeah, I'm definitely, because I know that it'll only benefit, it'll benefit myself and my content and it'll benefit those I work with, so. Yeah. I'm no, trying to practice what I preach. No, that's it, it's it's awesome, and I'm so glad you said that. First off, I'm glad that you were open enough, and thank you for saying that. That it sometimes is a slog, and you're not loving like it, you're not loving every second of it because mm-hmm. I think that's the assumption. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's just those types of people. Like those types of people like to like. No, yeah. even sometimes the things you love doing or used to love doing or whatever it is, <laughs> like consistency is hard in any in yeah, any yeah, sense of the word. Definitely. This idea that it doesn't matter what the engagement is and doesn't matter if any clients kind of come in for it. This is actually helping you figure out things for that client work as well. Mm. Um, Which I say to people all the time is that it's not necessarily about the outcome. Sometimes, sometimes it helps Mm. in a way that you wouldn't have even realized or even giving you the confidence to go into the workplace and say, this works because I've tried it. And I know mm. it works in this way. Um, and did, has that helped you with clients at all? Yeah, 100%. I think um, it gives me a little bit more, I guess, of a of like a ground to speak on. Yeah. So, you know, I can say, you know, I've tried this, you know, it does work. Or I've tried this with another client. This does work, et cetera. Yeah. And I think because of the way that I get clients, um, it's, it's a lot easier because I, I have, as it were, quote unquote, authority to speak on these things. Like, you know, if if a client has seen my work on LinkedIn and they're like, and they then approach me about that work, it the conversation is very different to someone who hasn't seen anything that I've done um, or doesn't know, for example, I guess what I understand about XYZ space, just because then you need to explain that to them or explain certain processes. Because like I said, it's a lot easier because they'll be like, you know, how did you get to that point? Or how did you create this video on, on this topic, for example? 
we're kind of that mindset. So yeah, it definitely does give me some ground to speak on um, when it comes to just when I'm speaking to clients. So it does help. Yeah. And not just that, it's cut down your sales process as well. And like, yeah. your, like you said before, <laughs> when you had the yeah. freak out, you were like, oh, I have to outreach as well. Or sometimes, <laughs> and hopefully you're mm-hmm. by that consistency that happens, you'll by the end of this year, you'll never have to outreach and everyone is just going to come to you all the time, you know, whatever it is. Um, That'll be the dream, right? (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Well, that's what you're building. That's why it's, that's why content creation is so important because Mm. it allows that kind of transition from, from one way to the other, um, Mm. which is really cool. Um, We are getting to the end of the podcast actually. um, But before we go, I have three questions that I ask all of my guests at the end of each episode. So the first question that I have for you is what is the first small step you took to get to where you are right now? Um, ooh. I've only just, I guess, formalized this because of what my friend said the other day, but, and I realized what I've done subconsciously. He said, it's important to be, oh, sorry. It's important to be the dumbest person in the room. And I know that sounds a bit mad, but the reason being is because before it's, I want to be the smartest person in the room, but if you're the dumbest person in the room, right, it's, you're allowing yourself to be taught by other people. You're allowing yourself to be, surround yourself with, with the smartest people. Um, and that would open up opportunities that will teach you things. And I think the first step I ever took was realizing that, all right, cool. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not the, the next Hollywood actor or, or director or whatever it's going to be I'm not I've, I haven't I didn't come from this space and accepting that you know straight away um helped me a lot when it comes to my progression because then you can then figure out what you need to do to get to that place so I think yeah just surrounding yourself with with people who are better than you um is definitely the first step you can take Wh- whatever you're doing whether you want to start a baking business whether you want to get into videography whether you want to um, start a marketing agency surround yourself with people who are better with better than you and know more than you etc will help you get to that place because they will open up they'll show you the, the direction that you need to go so that's the, probably the, the best advice I can give 100% I love that and I could not agree more um, yeah there's nothing you don't you never want to be the smartest person in the room because then you're in the wrong room <laughs> for sure you can boost your ego for exactly. a little bit but that's it you're giving too much of your energy out and not getting much in return yes the next question i have for you is what is your biggest millennial crisis right now and i define a millennial crisis as a privileged problem that consciously or subconsciously affects your mental health and well-being Oh, that, that is a deep question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be that deep. I think my biggest example was like, I had a job, I worked in a nine to five, roof over my head and all that stuff, but I just mm-hmm. hated the job I was doing, you know. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, uh, crisis. It's going to sound really bad. Um, me not having the gear that I need. <laughs> I was, it's like, it's like, yeah, I guess I'm always going, harping on about gear. I'm like, oh, like, you know, if I had that MacBook Pro, like I'd be able to work faster if I had that, that, you know, GH5, like my quality would, you know, I think I'm probably too focused on that stuff at the moment because that's actually not going to make me better. Um, you know, when it comes down to it, it's not right. So I think for me, that is probably my crisis currently that I'm, I'm in the mindset of, I need to upgrade my laptop, need to get another lens, need to get another camera. Don't get me wrong. That will contribute to my work. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, it won't pay my bills um, because as you said, I have a roof over my head. I have work coming in. Nobody's complaining about 
the equipment that I have. Um, and you can still produce incredible content with the most basic pieces of equipment. Um, and it's just about how you use that equipment. So um, yeah, that's probably mine at the moment. It's, it's not needed when it, ultimately when it comes down to it, I don't need it. It's more of a want than an actual need. Um, so yeah, that's mine. No, that's a brilliant one and very um, millennial crisis as well, because yeah. I'm sure a lot of people listening are thinking the same thing like, I, if only I had this, I would be here. Or if only, mm -hmm. you know, this this would make my life a lot easier. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's true. You you work with what you've got for sure. But it would be nice sometimes. To have... it would. Anybody wants to sponsor, just let me know. Me <laughs> DMs are open. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason you haven't bought one yet because soon you're going to have a sponsor on board. Um, and then the third question I have for you is, what is one thing you still want to explore or are curious about? I guess what, well, there's two. Personally, um, I would love to learn, learn another language. So that's a challenge because I find that difficult. I, I That's why I haven't done it yet, right? Yeah, so, because yeah. it's too difficult, I'm like, oh, procrastinate. So that's def definitely something I would love to explore, explore learning a new language properly, you know, dedicating time to it. Yeah. Um, professionally, um, I really want to get into the, um, the next, I guess, chapter would be online courses um it's something i want to do so towards the end of the year i want to start really thinking about how i can put together everything i've learned i'm in a course um that i can sell um it's not too expensive that's not directed for people who want to be filmmakers it's for people like yourselves people who who have a business but they want to use video to, to grow their business so that's going to be like the core of of what because i've never done anything like that i've when it comes to one-to-one -one coaching or or even though i worked in a space of that previously for myself within the space i am it's, it's completely fresh, a fresh world. So that's definitely something I would like to explore in, in the coming months. Amazing. Two very cool things. I'm currently trying to learn Spanish and it's a very humbling yes. experience. It is that's very humbling. <laughs> I am I am just, I do my, I've switched from Duolingo to Memrise and, and I'm like, I need to learn quicker. I, I'm, this yeah. is not happening at the pace I want it to, but I'm sticking with Trust it. You yeah. Well, so next time we speak then, you know, we can do the whole podcast yeah, in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the pressure's on. Um, no, now, uh, the challenge. So I set a challenge for my guests every week and you had something um, in mind and I am excited for everyone to give it a crack. It might be outside of um, some people's comfort zones and things like that, but I think that's the idea of these challenges is to push yourself um, to do something different. So even if it's not in the business sense, just to do this challenge from a personal level and to push yourself to try something new. Um, mm. So uh, what is the challenge that you would like to set for everyone this week? Um, so yeah, of course, this week's challenge um, is to pick up your phone or your camera and to do a video of yourself. Um, and the reason I say that is because when you do a video of yourself um, and, you know, we can extend the challenge by saying, let's just say you create a video for a week. So a video a day type thing and you share and you post um, it's because you learn, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn about your, your camera presence. You learn about necessarily how you articulate. Uh, you just generally learn a lot because it's difficult to sit in front of a camera and to speak about any topic, whatever it is, that could be about education. That could be about business. That could be about just your general life. Um, it's, you realize when you do it, it's a lot harder than it seems, but at the same time, the growth that you get in return um, is, is tenfold. So I definitely encourage you guys, whether you're a student, whether you have a business, whether you want to start a business, 
or whether you just want to try something different because you've never done it before and you know you want to release your inner creative as it were um so yeah pick up your phone or the nearest camera and and give it a go because um you'll definitely learn you know it could change your life so i love it no that's awesome and i will um really agree with setting up the camera and filming yourself is like the hardest thing you can you can never do so um yeah I think I think that's a brilliant challenge and I'm excited to see how everyone goes with that one did you have any anything else you kind of wanted to let everyone know that we didn't really get a chance to speak about or a piece of advice I know you've shared a lot of advice and stuff like that but if you had anything else that you wanted to to end on that you think is really important for people to kind of remember um, I'm going to steal my friends, one of my best friends quotes. He always ends every podcast like this, but, um, it's time is precious. So waste it wisely. Um, and the reason why we say that is because, uh, whatever you decide to do with your life, whether you're a, you're a student now or whether you're working currently and you, you want to leave your nine to five job. Yeah. Just, just, there's no better time to start than now. And, you know, whether you start now or, or tomorrow, the most important thing is that you start because you don't want to be looking back and thinking, ah, oh, I wish, or you don't want to start something and look back and wish I started earlier. So, um, you know, just take the leap of faith and yeah, just do your thing because you'll definitely surprise yourself. Amazing. I love I that. That's brilliant. And if people want to get in touch or follow you um, or check out some of your awesome content, where is the best place for them to do that? Um, LinkedIn, of course. So it's just my full name, Oyen Kro, uh, Kangbala, so O-Y-I-N-K-R-O. Um, you'll probably find me because I've got a very unique name. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, LinkedIn, um, I Instagram as well, um, oyenkro.k um, and YouTube. So they're the three best places to find awesome. me. Well, all of your links will be in the show notes below. So for anyone who wants to get in touch with Oyenkro or let him know how you went with the challenge, um, please do. So if you do the challenge, make sure that you tag the millennial crisis and also tag Oyinkro and, and let us know what you learnt about yourself through the video that you recorded. And if you're ballsy enough to post your um, video, that would be really cool as well. Um, yes. Extra extra points for that. Uh, thank you so, so much for chatting with me today and for being so open and sharing um, some brilliant advice for people listening. I know I learned a lot and I'm sure everyone listening learned a lot as well. So I really appreciate that. And I'm excited to see where your business goes over this year because uh, you've already made such huge leaps in the past four months or so. So it's it's exciting you. times for you. That. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, Demi. Um, it was great, a great podcast. Um, so everybody listening, if you don't already follow, subscribe, do all that <laughs> wonderful stuff. Show some love to this podcast um, to support. Um, and yeah, thank you. I really appreciate you having me. Thanks so much.